Yeah, we have it on. Got it! <laughs> Got it! <laughs> Hello and welcome to this, the third and final Prendercast Blue Pages player wrap-up for 2022. My name is Sean Peter Barge. We're sponsored by One Twenty One Media and MGA. Timbo Slice. He's just realised now that there's a wicket taken. No, I knew there was a wicket. Oh. Your man, our man, apparently. Harris Ralph. Harris Ralph, our man. We uh, we, we gave him his start. We, apparently, we gave him his start. <laughs> Picked him from relative anonymity at the Melbourne Stars, and Tim and um, I have never had a conversation about the Melbourne Stars. And apparently, they're our stars. We gave him his start. I'm a uh, if I had to choose, I'm a renegade. Oh, well, there you go. Your, that's your problem. That's, uh, <laughs> they're shit, aren't they? Um, oh, they're okay. Yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. The big bash is not what it used to be. Yeah, I always like the stars. I'm a big Glenn Maxwell fan, so mm. whenever he rolls out, I'm... Um, the big show. Yeah. And I like Adam Zamper. I've always liked the cut of his jib. Yeah. We're here to talk about football. Yeah, um, <laughs> Catch we can we can do the we can do the green way. we can do the green pages in February or whatever the uh, whenever the BBL the season wraps up. Pakistan. Yeah, we can do Pakistan <laughs> as well next week or in a, in six or so weeks' time when the um, India World Cup rolls rolls through and comes and goes. I suppose you're prepared as always, Timbo, for this bumper episode covering players O to Z. Absolutely. Is it we say Z, don't we? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, because in America they say Z. Z. But the Italian word. They challenge this. They challenge that. Don't know why. It's not a visual medium, gentlemen. India are two for ten, chasing one sixty. Bearing in mind that we are recording this on Sunday night, this episode won't be published until potentially Thursday. Thursday. This is for all our worldwide listeners in the subcontinent. The, uh, this is the... <laughs> that don't get their news for uh, 96 hours. <laughs> They'll get it to the minute. And who aren't watching the most watched sporting event in the world this year. Who have no interest. They have enough of an interest to hear what we've got to say about it, but not enough of an interest to watch it live as it happens with the rest of the fucking population. I've got no time for cricket, but I'm going for Pakistan in this game. Everyone loves Pakistan. I... Never said to myself, I love Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we're getting this off the top. Oh, my, oh, look, I don't, I'm, I'm neither here nor there on India or Pakistan. Um, as far as I'm aware, India aren't harboring or haven't harboured terrorists. Yep. That probably counts in their favour. I think most people, if they have a second team, it's the West Indies. Yeah, cause, especially now because they're, thre- they're not threatening. Yeah, we grew up on them too. Yeah, they're shit house. The worst thing to happen to um, <laughs> the worst thing to happen to West Indian cricket of all time is Usain Bolt, because then everyone decided and thought oh, I'll be a sprinter, yeah, or a runner, or well, they they got javelin throwers, yeah. and, and you just sort of think you got an athletic like world champion Olympic mm. o- Olympic champions, and you thought imagine if these guys stuck in cricket, but like surely there's more money I'm to be made tell you, from cricket. You've gone well, who knows? You, you've missed it here. Imagine Usain Bolt was a fast bowler. That was one of, my, one of my favourite things. Rocketing in. I think he went to the US or he's doing some press engagement. And they asked him the classic, oh, who was your favourite? Who do you idolise growing up? And they were expecting him to say Carl Lewis or Michael Johnson or whoever. And he goes, uh, Brian Lara. And he goes, Matthew Hayden. Matthew Hayden. Everyone goes, who? 
<laughs> it's like when Come uh, again? he goes, "Oh, like I love Matthew Hayden." Well, I have heard that one. Cri- Christian Vieri was unveiled at Alan, Alan Border, Border. <laughs> and they said, uh, "Who's your sporting icon?" He said, "Alan Border," and they didn't know where to go. See a centre back. He plays for Crew Alexandra. I love when he's asked. When Christian Vieri was asked, he legitimately thinks that if he didn't pursue soccer. He's like He'd be the best batsman in world cricket. <laughs> because he, I would have been the best batsman in world cricket. Does he still do uh, DJ Bobo? Is he still DJ? Bobo DJ, yeah. I think he, he might. I have not seen his work for a while. Does Tony follow Bobo? No. As in, I don't mean like on social media, but does he follow his, keep an eye on his exploits? No. No, I don't think Tony. <laughs> I, I would have thought Tony would be a fan of um, he would be. Christian Vieri. He, w- he would have enjoyed during the lockdown... He did a lot of – he, like, uploaded a lot of Zoom calls between him and former teammates. Mm, he did. And obviously being in Italian, Dad would have really loved it. The one with Ronaldo was great. Fat the, Ronaldo? The phenomenon, yeah. What about um, – what am I uh, – I don't know how I saw this. There's, there's a few accounts on YouTube that do really good, like, sort of iconic – Football Iconic, I think, is one of them. And there's, there's two of them. They do really good little bios that cover teams or players and – uh, they're excellent. They're really well done. And there was one about um, old mate Batigol. Oh, what, what a player. What a kit. The Nintendo Fiorentina kit. Made by Filler. Oh, timeless. Absolutely timeless. But I, I, I was watching this thing because I obviously grew they up. They followed that up. Then they had 7-Up. Yeah, 7-Up was okay. And have you heard about the notorious, that's got banned, the, swats, the swastika kit. It was meant to be some sort of the swastika kit. That seems like an whole, unnecessary risk. It was no. It was just a bunch of like arrows, oh. like put together. But then when they form, no one had noticed it. But then, like oh. when you look at it closely, you don't pick it up. And then oh. someone had worn it and gone, "Oh shit! Oh shit! You can't have that." I think they wore it once and then was. Was it a away day in but Germany? But actually, it's a good-looking kit. It's like purple at the top and white. Yeah, but apart once, from the the, the Nazis <laughs> insignia. Exactly. At, yeah. <laughs> Connotation. It wasn't great, but uh, Batigol and I was watching this thing, and I grew up. I you know remember the the '98 World Cup in France and the like, and the games that he played against uh, Manchester United, obviously yeah. for Fiorentina. And I just thought to myself, he's one of those guys who would have made it had a fantastic living out of playing football. Don't get me wrong, but he was 20 years too early, or yes. 25 years too early. Yep. If he came through today, TikTok and all that stuff, the goals he scored. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And he had that personality too. He the, and he had the look. He had a distinctive look yeah. and he had the passion and all. Doesn't but, have the long hair anymore. Oh, my God. Some of those goals. The goal he scored against us at Old Trafford. Mark Bossich had no idea where it was <laughs> It went over him. And people go, oh, Bossich. The commentator says, oh, Bossich should have done better. Than that. Mate, the ball moved 40,000 times. Oh. Bossich was probably – he was focusing on other things. <laughs> he was coked <laughs> to the eyeball. <laughs> <At> the time. <laughs> Oh, what about the time when Bozza, he woke up? <laughs> what about the time when Bozza woke up? He said uh, he woke up after a night with Dwight York and it was uh, he and Dwight were on the front pages of all the papers <laughs> for their romp. What about when he was ordering the Chinese on the bus and Fergie could hear him? <laughs> Fergie got sick. I like that when, <laughs> I like that when someone, in Fergie's autobiography, it said uh, the only player he ever regretted signing was Mark Bosnich or his biggest mistake was signing Mark Bosnich and Bosnich goes, only player he signed twice. <laughs> <laughs> only player he signed twice. <laughs> and then he goes, but no, I look disappointed with that call. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. So in case you haven't heard him or been paying attention for the last five minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the 30 throw I'll have to do tonight. We were <laughs> We were initially gonna record this omnibus style episode out of the dungeon, but Fab seduced us with his olive oil voice and his guinea charm. <laughs> the horse ended up decapitated, but that's not important. How are Child you going? Oh, I'm going as I was going an hour ago and an hour before that. <laughs> I didn't know when it was going to happen, but we've reached hysterical status. We've cracked. <laughs> we've finally cracked. <laughs> I feel sorry for the players coming up because some of them are going to get a blunt assessment. Some of them are going to get a, a nonsensical, rambling, loosely relevant assessment. Probably lots of uh, pop culture references thrown in there just for good measure. Um, we'll probably be distracted if something of note happens in the cricket. I don't mind Pakistan's kit. Yeah, it looks all right. It's got a retro kind of early 90s sort of look about it. Do you know whose kid is disgusting? Who's? Australia. I actually didn't see it because I was at the cricket. That doesn't surprise me because a lot of Australia's uh, – sorry, at the uh, basketball. I was going to say. Because um, no, a lot of um, a lot of Australia's T20 uh, kits in particular are horrific. They go with a black type setup, don't yeah. they? Yeah. What about that one where they had like the singlet with the skins, a silver skins shirt <laughs> oh, yeah, sort right. of thing? Mm. That was that was a grotesque. Yeah, no, I don't mind the Pakistanis, but the, the secondary green is like a – very vivid, yeah. like highlighter-ish type stuff. I like um, the day glow. We should just wear the excuse me, day glow, <laughs> the day glow McLaren Mujan Honda. Oh, there's that dude. <laughs> Miss you, Tendulkar. Tendulkar hasn't played for fucking years, mate. All right. Um, so, do we want to do some brief patter? That's <laughs> <It's> must. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a catfish. <laughs> uh, so we want to do some brief patter. I've got a, I've got a kind of off kilter sort of ad hoc. Um, it's like a. I suppose it's. We'll call it a uh, Johnny Rain Cloud because it kind of is. It's sort of a an adjunct Johnny Rain Cloud to finish the year off. It's just something that's been annoying the shit out of me basically. Before you hit that, is it is Diwali this week? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Well, you're into the cricket. You would probably would have heard. Oh, I'm in. I'm into the fucking cricket, not religion. So my Johnny Rain Cloud. Um. What the fuck is going on with people who say, and it comes up every so often, trade time, particularly draft time. Oh, he's uh, six foot four in the old Timbo. <laughs> we still use feet when we're talking about someone's height. He's an old uh, Collingwood six footer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, he's five foot eight. I'm a massive believer, though, that half these people don't actually know how tall they are, but they know in the, in the range of. And that's fine. Because if you say he's six foot three, that gives you somewhere between about one eighty eight and one ninety four, uh, and, and anything goes. And I understand six foot four in the old. Hey, I get it. I get that they're meaning like the metric and the imperial systems. Yeah. I understand that, but it's like we all still say six foot three. Oh, he's, he's five foot ten or whatever. It's, fuck. Why do they say it? Dermot Burden is a big one for that. Because he doesn't know any better. You're like just that's fine, mate. We all know what you're talking about. If you line ball him at 6'2", we all kind of go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, I got that in my mind's eye. <coughs> yeah. And my other one, what the hell is going on with America's use of fucking numbers? What is going on? Give why me is, an example. Why need, is, need context. Why is everything so big? Yeah, You're not, you know, like, you know, it's not 22 degrees. It's 70. Yeah, they're using a different scale. You're not 70 kilos. You're 225. It's, yeah, fuck. But you're not big on an imperial not, measure. 70 is not too no, I mean, just, I mean, just as a random number. It's just fucking no, nonsense. 70 degrees, not... No, it weighs. No, you, like, you I think, I think, weight. I think uh, it's about 100. I think it's like yeah, 225 is about, it's about 101. 
Um, you know, two. you're not having a large Coke fab. You're having a 32 ounce soda. So it's like what? You know, you're not 100. You know, mate, you know, it's not 100 meters away. Yeah, let's it's, not measure anything in 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 liters. It's not 100 meters. It's not 100 meters away. It's, it's 300 feet. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Our gallon is bigger than your liter. A gallon is bigger than a liter. You're a like, mile is bigger than a kilometer. A kilometer. You're like, we, it's not a pissing contest. It's like, oh, he's hit a 315-foot home run. You're like, Do they have any measures that they use that actually make it sound smaller? Well, I suppose ultimately you've travelled 10 miles is actually 16 k's. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's But a true. mile is longer the, yeah. than a k. I like your point. So it's just it's a Johnny Rain cloud, but I was hearing some shit the other day, and I've watching a fair bit of the baseball, and it's like it's like, but even with like you don't do something at fifty percent, it's at five hundred. Yeah. Oh, the betting, yeah. the, the betting, the betting odds are the same thing. He's not, uh, it's not two dollars twenty, it's plus two hundred and twenty. Yeah, You're like yeah. what are you doing? Like baseball, he's ninety feet away. You're like yeah, it's this like guy, thirty meters. This guy couldn't bat his weight. Like, it's like, yeah, they don't use percentages. It's all just, it's all just nonsense. Just stop. You, you love the fact that they go, yeah, that was a change up. Oh <laughs> my god! Baseball. You're watching the baseball, and you know they're they're batting whatever, and the guy, the pitcher, comes in, he he throws the ball, and then um, one of the broadcasts doesn't do it. One of them does. Probably the NLCS broadcast, whoever's doing that, and it comes up, you know, like the batter, the pitcher, the pitch count, the score, you know, strikes balls. And then immediately the pitch leaves his hand and it goes slider or, you know, change up, fastball. And I'm like, you're fucking bullshitting. You don't know what it is. <laughs> it literally leaves the fingertips. That's a uh, four-seam fastball, Tim. <laughs> is it? That's oh, a two-seam. It's a slider. It's a, what are you going? No, you have no fucking idea what it is. It's just some dickhead clicking a mouse on a... Wicked. Again, yeah, you just caught behind. People are watching this. They would have played again by the time people watch this, <laughs> listen to this show. Um, so that does annoy me. You know, we can do a transition if you want. You've been watching. We've spoken about this off pod. Have you watched? Uh, is this Patter Part Three? Yeah, it is. Have you watched um, the Captain? The Captain? No. The Derek Jeter. Sacred Captain. The Derek Jeter Last Dance ripoff. <laughs> the Sacred Captain. <laughs> no, one of the I great, one of the great told, moments. That's that's a, told me about that it. is an eight-part documentary of Sacred Captain. <laughs> Blew a heart. Kept, kept going kept somehow. Going. Had, a, had a fatal heart cardiac arrest and somehow kept running to the line. It did. It was tough, that horse. <laughs> didn't didn't make it, unfortunately. Didn't get home. They bought the screen out. The episode where we saluted the captain was one of the great endings. <laughs> it was about as... <laughs> well, you didn't know what was coming. It was that about was as the... nonsensical as this episode will probably be, to be honest. But you've, you've watched the captain. You've watched the Jeter. Yeah. I wasn't... Look, I, I liked it, but I wasn't impressed by him. He doesn't come across as well as I think he would have hoped to. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he's set out to... He wants to be he's a... Tried, he's trying to lead the narrative well, he, in he a wants, certain direction. He wants to be a Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant mentality monster. You're not, mate. And you're not. And he, I love this idea too. He doesn't want to necessarily be or come across as the everyman underdog, whatever. But you're like, yeah, but you can't be sympathetic when you, you've spent your entire career playing for the Death Stars softball team. Like, that's ultimately, you played your entire career for the Yankees. You you can't come across as anything other than a little bit entitled, well-resourced, and success is a given because, particularly when he was a young player, it was like you, you were surrounded by some pretty terrific yeah. players. He plays the Yankees. I mean, that's a given. And... If anything, we've spoken about this. If anything, A Rod comes across. A Rod really comes well. out very well, and that would 
actually infuriate him even more. That would chap Derek's ass that everyone watches and goes, I don't mind Alex Rodriguez. (laughs) I don't mind the A-Rod. So, uh, A-Rod, no longer with uh, J-Lo. Hasn't been with her for a while, actually. He was with uh, Tori Wilson for a while. Tori Wilson. Am I supposed to know who that is? Ex-WWF performer back in the uh, early 2000s. Had a run there for a little while. Wouldn't know her. That's another out, I think. Um, if that's our India in a world of hurt. But yeah, they, yeah, A-Rod, I think A-Rod's done a right for himself over a very long period of time. On very and su- off the field. Very successful, yeah. And uh, I liked him. Did you hear him talking about Darren Judge? It's like, because like Aaron Boone's a complete imbecile. <laughs> and just, he feels like his tactic at the moment seems to be name a different lineup or every day to confuse the Astros. It's not working. And he's batting judge, like, lead off. <laughs> and and um, A-Rod's like, that's just dumb. Because what are you doing? Oh, no. He doesn't have possession. Whatever. We're getting sidetracked, Timbo. We talk of cricket. and He doesn't need to have possession, Timbo. He's pushed the ball Tory into Wilson. the wind. No, no, the but he's also broken the stumps with his gloves. It's all very riveting podcasting, especially <laughs> considering people are going to be listening to this five days after this took place. Um, give us that. Got him. <laughs> maybe. I love it. I love it. <laughs> maybe. We're not sure. We're just waiting. Yeah, the, the captain, it's a good show. It's a good doco, but it's just it just doesn't necessarily feel like it accomplishes what the man at the centre of it no. probably would like it to. Everyone's trying to recreate the last dance, and it's, you can't. And the last dance works more than anything else because largely Michael Jordan had retreated somewhat into myth. Yeah, that's right. Because his career wasn't covered in a social media age. And his career, whilst it was documented extensively, it was documented extensively in what is now quite quite a foreign, quite an old way. Yeah. So whilst, like, oh, you know, there's great stories about people watching. I mean, Channel 9, you guys will know more about it than me, but, like, Channel 9 would only show one, they'd show the finals. Yeah. And they would hope that the Bulls make it. Because well, Jordan will be playing, and it'll be a ratings bonanza, and people would tape the matches so they could watch them when they got home from school, or they'd order the the Jordan VHS tapes, so that because that's yeah. the only way I get to see the bloke play. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Whereas now it's no, you get to see every minute of everyone's life. So, and Jeta to an extent, whilst he started in the mid '90s, well, he finished in 2014. Yeah. So he'd very much gone through that phase. Brady was a bit the same. Like Man in the Arena was all right. I have you. Watch the documentary on the re- Redeem team. Yeah, I watched it the other day. It was terrific. Yeah, I liked it. I actually started watching the Lakers one. Lakers one's all right. Yeah, okay. The way that they looked after it, was it Doug Collins, the guy that yeah, was the... Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, was he was Michael's first first coach, second yeah, coach. Yeah, he was the one who was... Who yeah, was, hit the, the chewing gum. Yeah. Have a drink. Clean that shit off your mouth. <laughs> Didn't he say He goes Doug, he'd come back He'd like he'd, He was just sweat He was just drenched every night Yeah it's like, just wear a polo shirt. Sipowitz no, no, style. Just wear a polo shirt and a tie. I like the, uh, yeah, the Redeem team. Good doco. Yep, like that. Have we spoken on pod about that fucking Adam Sandler movie, Hustle, which is just Gladiator at a basketball club? Sort of is, isn't it? No. I, I watched not, not it. Sort of is. I watched an oh. hour of it. And Mate, I got, I got 10 minutes into it and I sort of went, this is, um, this is Gladiator. They've just ripped off. They've ripped off Gladiator like badly, except the basketball player is obviously Maximus. Yep. And a, a cross of Maximus and and Adam Sandler's character is sort of Maximus and Oliver Reed. Yep. And it's like, 
got the daughter who's the sympathetic member of the family after the old man dies and the son's the ruthless the dictator. aggressive, yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really good point. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. When I would he, not have picked that up, but it's... Um, you want to hear some other good points? I bet the Carlton Footy Club. Lockie <laughs> O'Brien. Here we go. Oh, first cap off the rank. We uh, are talking, obviously, alphabetically through the players. We're up to O. Lockie O'Brien. Oh. oh I was waiting Brian. for it. I was waiting for the oh, oh. Oh, you, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, nah, enough. You don't want to give it another go? Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, Lockie O'Brien, career high, 19 games. Got himself a new contract to show for what was probably his best season on our list. Yep. So he's played 60 games now. His back was put against the wall. It was. And I hope that he uses the 2022 season to really launch into 23 on the back of you know a strong preseason. I keep saying this. I don't think we exploit Lockie's greatest strength anywhere near often enough. Which you want is, him on the kickouts, don't you? Well, just Collingwood put Nick Dacos on kickouts. Why? Because he's a good kick. Because he's a beautiful kick. Paddy stats out. And Paddy stats out. <laughs> but he's a beautiful kick. He gets to set the play up. And why on earth teams just let Nick Dacos run on for the one-two and then get the next kick again is baffling. But with, and I'm not for one second saying Lockie O'Brien's Nick Dacos. But the point is. Give your best kick the ball. Yeah. And then what you're giving him at a kick out is 20 seconds or whatever to assess, all right, where are we going? Where are we going? And and the guy on the mark's now 15 metres away. Now further so away. Like you – And Lockie's got the wherewithal and the energy to run on. Well, this is it. He's got the running ability that he when he does take off and go, he'd get you another 20 yards before he – Meters, sorry. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Yards are close enough. Yards are close enough to a meter. They're almost interchangeable. But, you know, just look to use him as that kick inside 50. Look to use him as the long kick at goal Yep. from 50. Look to use him as the guy that can go over the press, etc. Because it's a beautiful kick of the ball. Hitting targets wins you games. That's the only so stat that matters. That's the frustrating thing. So, look, I think... He probably hasn't, he hasn't staked a claim for that wing role definitively um, at different times this year. He had some nice moments, had some down moments. I think all things considered, he probably had an okay year. Oh, I think he was more than okay. I, I, I reckon I reckon you're still a little – and this isn't a criticism. Good. I, I still think you and a lot of us can at times be a little bit gun-shy on pumping Lockie O'Brien up because there's a lot of noise. There is a lot of noise. To the contrary. Um I think because he played what he played five games in two years, mm. so he was he was absolutely justified in having zero confidence, and and he worked into his season, but he he, he worked his ass off preseason. He, Victor's he got off? in there, <laughs> him too. Was that his name? Zarsoff brothers. Yeah. No, Bluey. Bluey Zarsoff. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um. But no, he um, and and early in the early in the season, he he had that little penchant for dangling the head out and got coat hanging a couple of times. Apparently, was, the only player in the competition. Yeah, correct, team. exactly right. But and on one of the occasions, he was legitimately decapitated. Yeah, he was coat. He was flat out coat hanging. He he hammed one up. Who against hung him out the drawers? Johnny Ralph. Yeah, Johnny Ralph did. Yeah, because because he got the free kick against Richmond, of course. So he's looking after. And he wouldn't dare uh, wouldn't dare have done the same thing. I think Viney did it a week or two later. And again, yeah. you go. Just, that's part of the game. Rule, rule for one, rule for yeah. all. Yeah. <coughs> so no, I I thought I thought he used his running ability well. He used his kicking ability well. Um, he 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 had 
oscillations during the season mm. where he wasn't sort of um, impacting as much as he could have. Um, but there were game when he was missing. We we you know he was it was obvious that he was, and we talked before about Will Hayes as an example of. But I I just think um, with a big forward contingent that we have, getting the ball in as quickly as possible with your best users, I think is absolutely incumbent upon you. And I think his kicking inside 50 is probably... Chera might be better, but we didn't see it as much of it as we would like to have. Well, he's in the top handful of guys absolutely. that can deliver to if, advantage. If you've, if, if you've got the ball in O'Brien's hands 90 from goal, you're pretty excited about what's happening next. I think, uh, Fab, I sort of roll my eyes a bit when people say that an AFL player whoever the player is, is soft or weak or whatever. Because mm. these local footy meat axe blockheads, they all forget one thing. And that is? He can kick the fucking footy. Yeah. So if you're not as ridiculous as a, as a Mitch Robinson, for instance, if you, if you don't have so little regard for your own well-being, that's fine. And as good as that is in a player's A, B and C, you know, the ability to hit a target consistently is so important. Absolutely. And this idea that, oh, he's a bit softer, he's a bit scared. You know, no, no one out there is the ability scared. to execute. Yeah, is the number one. Sorry, the number one measure. That uh, kid serving of knocky. Sorry, just not going down well. <laughs> just, just notice that Fab, after mocking me for however long of eating kids things, ordered the kids serving of knocky for <laughs> dinner. Knocky, gnocchi. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids menu. That's all I've got to say to that. <laughs> you have no response to that. You order off the kids menu. Yeah, because I didn't want a full gnocchi. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely reasonable behaviour. I would just assume, but double standard. They all they're out of Ribena. It's so. outrageous. What was you, know, you know what I hunted down actually, with thanks to a listener of the and a follower of the pod. I wish I could give them a shout out, but it's just come to me. I had a real hankering the other day for a um, Sara Lee chocolate swirl pound cake. I did see you say Which that. are available at not quite right stores still. There is a not quite right store. Yeah, they were, made, they, they were made in 1996. They are fucking phenomenal. Four bucks or four fifty or something. Oh, what a treat. Absolutely delicious. Not had one of these. I've not ever, not ever seen them. Yeah. Were you a You can only get them at not quite streets. right. It seems it seems incongruous to me. That they aren't sold at your, your Safeways, your Coles, your IGAs. No one buys them. Because they're not on sale. Were you a Viennetta? Yeah, absolutely. We've spoken about this before. Viennettas are nice. Well, was it a special occasion? It was a special occasion. Viennetta is a treat uh, like dessert. It's just ice cream with a bit of shards of chocolate in yeah, it. Yeah, but it's nice. The it's pe- wavy. The pound cake is uh, the chocolate swirl pound cake. Pound cake is a great song by Van Halen. Very smooth, very like sort of buttery. Uh, It's absolutely delicious. If you're near and not quite right, I suggest you do what I did and go and pick a few up. A few? How many do you get? Three. (laughs) They're delicious. You just put them in the freezer and they just sit there until you want it. See, we go to Aldi and we buy the um, the five pack of the Madagascan vanilla uh, Mosa Roche. they're, like white, they're just white, words that are coming out. <laughs> white, white chocolate. They're like that's like the they're the knockoff connoisseurs, aren't they? No, no, they, these are chocolate bars. I know, but they're like oh, I thought they were like an ice cream. No, no, they? they're not ice cream. This is like a, they're, they're actually almost like you know you used to get furry friends when you you grew yeah, up. Furry friends are nice. Yeah, but they're like that. So Dad still eats them. 
The are they the food. chocolates that are like really thin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're really nice. Dad likes them. He buy like he'll, every so often. You know, and he'll just have them sitting in a cupboard, and when he wants one, he'll have one. But you can get different flavors at Aldi of these chocolates, these little chocolate bars. And one of them is the Madagascan vanilla white chocolate. Yeah. And uh, if you've not tried, is them, it a filling? No. It's white chocolate. It's just called Madagascan whatever. It's white chocolate. Madagascan It's a white, white chocolate, chocolate bar. It has like so little, about this big. little vanilla vanilla flecks through them or whatever. Okay. And they are. They're an absolute winner. That with a cup of tea every night, amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I don't know why I get mocked mercilessly for having wanting a treat. And then you've got no, no, Timbo over here no, having his Madagascan mocha vanilla whatever. Well, it's not, it's not a kid's food. But Nonsense. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I don't know. Lockie O'Brien. Luke Parks. Is that what we're up to? <laughs> no, nearly. I, I think that with Lockie, the fact is... <laughs> you can't seriously after. We bombed his development and we bombed the development of anyone not named Sam Walsh for five years. And I, Look, I think that second wing spot, it's clearly up for grabs. But for me, if I'm picking the team, unless I'm redeploying uh, Doherty up to a wing to try and get the balance down back right, Lockie O'Brien still has the opposite wing to Blake Akers. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think that he's basically started from scratch again as like a fourth-year player. A little bit, yeah. Um, and, and, and he's re-signed for two years. And so, this year was all right. Um, for what we've seen, the fact that they've reinvested in him, they know what they've got moving forward. I think Vossi's obviously said, yep, let's use him. He's confident enough to keep playing him. I think that's great because clearly he was on the outer with others. Apparently wasn't getting spoken to. It wasn't getting spoken to. Well, we. well the man management... Oh, bad. Must but, have been horrific. Last but then that must have been part of the review, and if that's oh. part of what's come out, well, then so much the better. Last days of Rome's type stuff, from the sounds of it. Well, the we. guys just lost the plot and lost control and lost until... Kind of like this episode. Well, Not uh, at all. until it was too late, I think, figured out, oh, fuck, if they start talking to this guy and this guy and this guy, and the feedback is, I have no relationship with the senior coach, yeah. that's not good. No, that's right. So, look, with Lockie, I think the focus is I'm, – I'm not sure if he, at the moment, is best 22 for round one, but that's okay. Have him work for it. Have him, you know, blitz up the preseason. And that spot's there, as you said, Timbo, to win it if he can. And I think the reality is, you know, in an off-season when you're running, 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 because that's what you've got to do a lot of these days, he's always going to put his magnet that little bit further up the board mm. because, with the exception maybe of Cotter's, who would probably be in direct competition with him, in fairness. Um, you're going to be looking after yourself by really performing well. So uh, I think it holds him in very good stead. It sounded like Tim was just like dying briefly. No, I did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the um, carbonara's <laughs> repeating on me a bit. Which, as we discovered in the last episode, is Italian for nothing. <laughs> um, Matt Owies, career-high 17 games for him, kicked 14 goals, which I think is unders. Yeah. However... He did lay 66 tackles, which is probably there or thereabouts. Was he the one who delivered that beautiful ball into the forward pocket to nobody? He delivered a beautiful ball... To Adam Saad. ...on the chest of... Uh, sorry, at the feet of Adam Saad against Melbourne, which ultimately cost us a final spot, uh, which was not good. And disappointing, too, because he's actually a very dependable set-shot goal kicker. Yeah. So and, seems- and, I, and I said at the time, and I'll repeat it now... I thought it was really brave of him to put himself in that position Sometimes and ask for the ball. bravery is dumb, Tim. No, I know, I know. But, you know, there were plenty of other people that would have avoided that situation. He didn't, so I give him, you know, props for doing it. But, um, 
yeah, he just didn't finish off his work. But um, look, Matt always has a crack. That's the best thing about him. We've got um, we've got three players for two positions. We have four, really. Who's the fourth? <laughs> well, Cunners. Yeah, oh, I don't he's think a, he's, a bit, he's a bit bigger than them. He's, yeah. he's not that and small. May, and maybe Fisher too, but Fisher probably pushes up more uh, into the midfield yeah, as I well. I think. I think Matt Owies is third in line behind Durden and Motlop. Durden. Durden and Motlop. I think he works really hard. Mind you, form permitting. And you've got to put yourself in the conversation. Well, oh, absolutely. And, and if he's laying more tackles than them um, and putting pressure on better than them, then he he's in, yeah. the, he's in the conversation yeah. because that's that's part of the measurement. Got to reward form. Oh, I think he I think he works really hard. I think he's obviously a very diligent teammate and trainer. He has that scrap and that push and shove in him. So he's got a bit of pluck and a bit of fight, which is a point of difference and yep. that's good. Um, but like a couple others on the list, I can't shake the feeling. Ultimately, we do need to want for better yep. um, if we want to be better. And and he can still be a reliable alternative, a reliable reserve. Um, and where he's come from is a bit of a credit to him because he's you know basketball, playing college over there, and he comes back here. And the fact that he's been able to play, you know, 25 or whatever it is games of footy yep. to this point he'll play a few more next year as a credit um, and for him I suppose the focus is ultimately keep doing what he's doing and winning the favour of the match committee and the coaches 31, 31 games there you go and he's you know winning the, the credit of, of the people who need to and impressing the people he needs to um, so he's you know, he's hitting KPIs because they wouldn't be picking him if he wasn't so look he's one of those guys if he's playing less footy because someone's gone past him, Spot on. perfect. Yep. And and he's 25 now. His journey's a little bit different to everybody else. So well, he's not in, a long in, term. in footy terms, he's younger. Yeah. Is he, he a Category is. B rookie still? No. No, he got promoted to the senior list because okay. he'd done his three years. You make it sound like he was in prison. He's done his three years. He's done his time. He's done his time. Down at San Quentin. Well, you have to delist them to re-rookie them afterwards. Well, I'm aware too. Yeah, uh, Luke Parks, delisted, of course. Two games in 2022. He played six games last year. He played rounds five and six, which was the win over Port and the loss to Frio. And look, I think he's just probably a victim of the squeeze on talls. Lewis Young. We'll always have the tackle. We'll always have the tackle on yep. Tipper. <laughs> um. That's one of my favourite videos of all time, that guy watching. Tiana! <laughs> Tiana! Was that when I hit Liam Jones in the face? Yeah, Liam Jones. <laughs> Liam Jones, Jones spoiled the ball over the line with his forehead. Beautiful. That's almost Jonesy to a T. Um, but look, with Parks, I think he's just a victim of Young comes on, Marchbank comes back, McGovern's fit. Well, and playing back because he never was before. 100%. And you just sort of go, look, that's the... Yeah. Four in the bed and the little one said, and he gets. And if you're going to persist with anyone back, it's going to be Kemp ahead of Parks. So even then, yeah, I don't know. Oh look, and I think Luke Parks. You are not a fan. I I just, I just haven't seen anything. I just have not seen anything. Fabian is making a beeline for something. Blow his nose again. He says that, but I think we all know where he's going. Um, I think. I just think that you mentioned with like even a guy like Dom Akui, I think a guy like Parks as a depth player, as a reserves option, as a development prospect, is easy enough to target a replacement for via a third or fourth round draft pick. Yep. Via a rookie spot. And and look and that's how he got in. 
you know, he'd been, you know, we talked about the Bloods culture. He was a Sydney Swans Academy player, didn't get picked up, went to the Sandfall, worked hard, you know, proved that he had something. But I think what he proved was um, he was a scrappy... He was scrappy. You know, defender, he'd find a way and and you love the effort that he put in. But, you know, a, a game of possession that we have at the moment and being able to I don't operate. know if anyone heard that. <laughs> that just sounded like we were somewhere in India. Forget about watching India and Pakistan. That just sounded like we were in the Jungle Book or something and we've just come across the herd of elephants. Fabian is legitimately 30 metres away from us. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the listeners probably couldn't, which is a shame. But oh, I can breathe that again. Was, that was really loud. But no, no. The point is, obviously, am uh, I on? Yeah, I am on. Yeah, maintaining possession and all that sort of stuff is all important. And he really just didn't quite have the polish. And the other one, sorry, to come in, Durden as well, obviously. Sam Durden's coming in, in, yeah. But so, he was always only one eighty nine. So at one eighty nine, he he had to give us run and. You know, he had to do the Nick Newman things, and he's not doing. Well, this what is it. Nick I Newman think he's does. that in between size. Very much so. He's not quite tall enough to be the tall. He's probably a little bit too tall yep. to handle the, the the tricky smalls, and that mobility becomes an issue. Look, uh, nothing against the guy. He, I think he's come in and, and really given it a good crack, uh, and then unfortunately, like we said, just on balance, gets squeezed out with the the progression and development and evolution of the list. Yep. You know, he's. And if we're taking three rookies, four draft picks, as you said. You know, across seven players, you would imagine, especially with you know Tom Williamson going similar sort of size, I, I can see us drafting that style of footballer mm. and just hoping we get a better piece of plasticine to deal with moving forward. Yeah, Sam Phillips up next. Um, Flip. He has a Robin Williams covering of hair on his forearms. He's probably the hairiest man on our list, <laughs> if his arms are anything to go by. Uh, he's got two senior games and 14 total possessions to his name. Hasn't played since round five of 2020. Was out of contract at the end of 21, but inked a two-year extension, uh, which ties that's into weird. the end of 23. So that's a show of faith. Yeah, very much so. If nothing else, um, for a bloke that hasn't really done anything at either level of footy. I was going to say, it wasn't near it. Um, look, beset by various injuries. He had groin problems. He had a hip issue this year. He had a rib injury, which frustratingly... He had the $2 Cartland jumper on. It wasn't good. It wasn't. But frustratingly for him, he had his rib injury. He he played a really, really good game in a pracky game prior to round one. I think he kicked three goals or um, plenty of runs. And he sort of went, Oh, that's geez, this is what we want to see. This is what exactly we yep. what we want. Stop, it's that pa- it's that pace that's keeping him on the list. hundred percent. Yep. He and Cunners, I think, are kind of vying potentially. I mean, if they both come good, fantastic. But might just be one of them because they're both out of contract at the end of next year. Yep, yep. And and we know what we need to add because you know we're we're terrific at clearance. We've got big bodies. We can find the footy, but it's the run, the speed, the pace, the polish, the execution that we need to complement that with, and uh, we just need more of it. I think he's just got the note here too. I've, I've did some research again because he was one of those guys. Having not seen him for most of the year, he very much fell off the radar. Um, his season ended with a stress reaction in his foot, which uh, just another sort of disappointing. Um, oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else for that. Where's that? Oh, blaming something else. Blaming load. Well, it could also be his body, in terms of he keeps having these breakdowns and groins and and the like. But um, 
I suppose, yeah, he's another guy who, you know, sauce comes, drafts in, durability is obviously a concern. We're, we're noticing a bit of a pattern there, a couple of years removed. Um, given what but, we invested... But you, but you can't, you can't uh, predict that. Yeah. They do testing and stuff like that. And yeah. Does oh, your well, older sister have a stress fracture? Uh, no. Oh, you should be okay. Do, <laughs> do you? How do you pull up from fucking training, mate? You're sore. Yeah, true, true. Um, look, given what we invested in him, it'd be really disappointing if this is sort of all he is um, at the end of the day. But look, huge year for him next year. We need to see some consistency from him in terms of performances and fitness at senior level, development level, that is, you know, VFL level. Uh, to justify his selection as a pick 20 and a contract. So, Mark Pitnett's next. Eight games for the year. Missed rounds 7 to 19 with a PCL. Came back. Couldn't run or jump. I was going to say, yeah, didn't come back great, did and he? And then uh, required surgery on his PCL come the end of the year anyway. So, it's just, one of those strike it off. Mate, that's. I don't want to harp on about it again, but that's just disastrous list and injury management. That's not carrying enough Ruckman, not managing a particular injury well enough. You know, PCLs happen. We're not. I'm not having a go at Russell for Mark Pitnett getting a PCL injury, but the not bloke, even a free kick. The, the bloke, no. but the bloke, and Sean Darcy did it all season too. The, the bloke comes back and is nowhere near ready. He's hamstrung because of it. Can't contribute the way he wants. Gets out there, toughs it out, and then still needs it fixed. What, what were we doing for twelve weeks? Yeah. What, what was going on? What we what did we have done the first time around that it needed doing properly? Yeah. Just bizarre. Um, so, you look, we, with Pitto, we spent most of the season hoping he'd come back, waiting for him to come back because we hoped he was the silver bullet. He um, actually was worse. And he was worse. Yeah. So, look. We, we, we s- dropped TDK the first week he came back. TDK had been bad. He needed a rest. but And then one of the other weeks we dropped Jack Silvani. Oh, Jesus. The Adelaide game. He was a sub, yeah. yeah. And that was And it was actually half decent when he came on. Yeah. It was disastrous again. Um, so, look, we spoke about it. We need a better first rack option. We spoke about DeConning and well, Murkoff. Well, it's not happening, so. Um, we're stuck with what we've got just for the time being, which I think underserves us and underserves our needs as a list and where we are and where we want to be, which is a shame. Um, and it's been that way since Cruiser wrapped up. Well, we recruited Pitnet while we had Cruiser. Now, we might have had the inkling that Cruiser Cruiser's got injured. body Cruiser got injured eight minutes into the first it quarter. It did, didn't that year. Um, Started well. Yeah, he did. Oh, he always did. Um, but yeah, you might, I always thought that Pitto came in to be the in case of emergency break glass. He, there was never any expectation or want for that guy to, to be our number one draft pick, a number one ruck, unless he came in and he developed and he, he you know, acceded to the role. Um, I always thought he was going to be a depth player, and I think he's, again, when he's had to do it, he's been okay, but just okay. Yeah. I suppose the focus for him is just a better run of luck. So he'll have had the surgery, so just make sure he's ready to go for day one. And beyond that, frustratingly for us, I mean, he's got relatively little competition for the number one ruck spot. Um, So he's just got to stay hungry and stay focused and be ready to go as best he can. Lockie Plowman. Sean's mate. Everyone's favourite Carlton player. Your boy. Played 15 games, which was surprising. Plowman. Plowman. Look, it's just... We're talking about parks and players of this nature when you're saying, oh, who's keeping them out? The fact that Lockie's still playing good, serviceable football is why these guys are no longer on and the list. And this is the problem with Plowman. We all know his worst is be bad beyond compare. It's extraordinary some of the stuff he puts together. But most of the time he's pretty solid. Oh, serviceable. Absolutely. Yeah. 
most of the time he's okay. And he gets a big... I'm not a lucky basher. He gets a big bum rap for the one where he has an absolute shocker. Yeah. And he's very easy to scapegoat. Like, people, I think, forget. He, he's, he's played some phenomenally good games on Charlie Cameron, um, Michael Walters he's had a, not a bad record on. You know, uh, the, these sort of really tricky, dangerous small forwards, he's actually got not a, not a bad record. So he's obviously smart and he knows how to... Just work, don't work isolate him one-on-one and put him on the lead. Well, yeah, and, and if there's going to be a hole, stick somebody in the hole oh. in front to be able to help defend it because Jamie Elliott or Jordan Degoe will run into it every time. Unbelievable. That was just schoolboy error. Just yes. co- unbelievable coaching. Who's the guy from Collingwood used to always tear us? Thomas. Josh Thomas. He's retired. I think they wanted to keep him on the list just for when they played Has us. my voice gone different? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, just, um, I can't breathe. Well, that's mm. concerning. Yeah, there's a worry. So if somebody had said to me how many games you reckon Plowman played this year, I would have probably said 10 or eight. 11. I would have said 8. Like 15. Because so early he wasn't in. <laughs> Wait for you to go, well, suck it. <laughs> in, in, in fact, early I remember we played that game against Melbourne in the um, pre-season. pre-season. You played forward. Yeah, we, we took Harry Mackay off at half time. Our forward line was Plowman, Williamson, Parks. What a fucking strikes and, fear and, 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 we, and we got eight goals up and then everyone goes, oh yeah, Melbourne came back and I said, did you see the forward line that we were, you were playing? I'm against? not sure if that's a that's a forward line that's given you heartburn. Lockie had a shot after the siren, Us, didn't he? not our opponents. Yes. Um, it's quite extraordinary. But look, so uh, you scapegoated following the game against Adelaide and didn't feature in the losses to Brisbane, Melbourne or Collingwood to finish off the year. Uh, he played 19 games in 21. He played 15 in, in 22, as I mentioned. So you'd reckon all things being equal, that number will continue to drop? Espe- look, when we've said it a which, few which times, a few variations, because if you've got Marchbank back and McGovern is now a defender... You're never going to get injuries. Oh, you're... Roll, like, or, there will always be injuries. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. I know, yeah, so... It's he, getting late. And, and he's reliable um, and been in the system for a long time. He's been um, part of the leadership group. If there is an opportunity and we need a body to be able to help us, he will be one of the first ones to be called upon. Yeah, there's still horses for courses with Plough. His record against those guys, as I mentioned, is good. Um, I mean, to give you an example, would Jake Melksham have kicked four on Lockie Ploughman? No, he wouldn't have. No, probably not. So that's the horses for courses. Hmm. So as a depth option, he's fine. I think for Plough next year, it'll be all about attitude. Um just be a good teammate. You're likely going to be squeezed more and more to the periphery of the 22 and senior selection, so don't drop your head. Yep. Just be a good influence. Be Have a really good attitude. Continue to work hard and be ready to go and perform when you're needed. Adam Saad, 21 games, All-Australian and generally outstanding. I think we can all agree there's not really much more to say about that. He was, he was terrific. I'll ask you a question, see if you can oh. give me... How many career goals do you think Adam Saad has kicked? 14. Fab? 12. Yeah, don't do the fucking Price is Right shit and, like, undercut me by one. Yeah, the answer's 10. There you go. So he kicked three in three years at the Gold Coast. He kicked five in three years at Essendon. I swear to God, it felt like he kicked about 15. And he's kicked two for us, and they were all the previous year. So he didn't actually kick a goal this year. And I always talk about, you know, he's much, such a better player at Carlton because he's more defensive and I'm so used to the run and the carry and the bounce they used to show at Essendon and he was more offensive. But I just felt like he kicked a whole lot more goals, especially at Essendon, than he ever actually did. It feels like he's got more in him. 
Well, I think I think he's just proven his, his goals are highlight reel. Maybe that's yeah, what stands out. His scope and range. Maybe I watched the replays five times and thought they were five different goals, different um, angles. Yeah, but no, I just sort of think the strings that he has to his bow and what he can actually be as a footballer. I think is so broad, um, which is terrific to have as a coach. Um, and he just does what he needs to do when the time allows it. Do you know what I love? It was criticised last year because. Teams took him deep, and there was that hole. He can't defend. That's not why you got him. He's not a one-on-one deep defender. Even his def- his defensive work this year he, was phenomenal. Was that desperate. sort of stuff is sounds comes from spurned Essendon idiots who just think if we that's Nick Hyde going. If we, he, but if we say it often enough, we'll manifest it, and people will think this is real. Yeah, he's been everything advertised and probably more since he came to us. Who was the little wog who um D'Ambrosio. <laughs> When they got him, they said, oh, this is the bloke we've got to finally replace Saad. I'm like, you didn't, had you, that didn't you replace him with, a, with Hind? Nick Hind, yeah. Um, look, he's a great kick, reads the play really well, plays that kind of kind of really aggressive sweeper role that you sometimes see even in soccer, which is great. He loves the crab. He goes, loves he, the crab. He, he goes sideways. <laughs> he goes sideways. Um, he loves a bounce, even if he hasn't moved. He takes too many bounces. Yeah, bouncing with three steps. <laughs> But look, some of his one on you know his defensive work this year was just breathtaking. The way he read the danger and and but it's not cut just it, out. it was just fantastic. It's not just an aimless tap. No, no, he knows like on a tap it here, so I can then continue to run, run on, on it and be on yeah. you know and still be in the play. And where's stuff. it like? Where's an very out smart for me? Where's an out for me? I tap it to my advantage, so I can have some space. Look, the focus for him, I don't think. I think it's nothing really. I, More I, of the I, same, please. No, I'm not. I don't think he'll be beset by complacency. I think yeah. he. I think he. He'll train expertly. He'll be ready to go. I wrote, maintain standing as an All-Australian small defender, take a significant step in leadership and help grow Boyd, Kemp, etc. And then I just wrote goals, question mark. I think goals is one where, so long as it's not at the cost of defensive Correct. Um, performance, that, I mean, you always want more goals. There's never a bad time to kick a goal. So if we can get some more goals out of him, that'd be absolutely outstanding. And, and even just give him the look at them. Oh, yeah, I can see Sunny Day at the MCG playing a final Tight, doesn't even have to be a tight game. But if Sean has got anything to do with it, Tim, it'll be a night game. Well, this is true. It probably would be a night game, yeah. But um, but I can just see him, you know, running past, getting getting a handball, like not being defended well enough, take mm. the opportunity and kick the Ange Christo-esque is, goal that lifts the team. This is a great example, isn't it, Tim? Like we spoke about side bottom and Cottrell earlier. Saad's got the experience, the weapons, the smarts to exploit a younger, Situation. greener, yeah. half-forward yeah. forward, take him into deep water in terms of up the ground and then lose him, knowing I can get back and cover him and hopefully have a shot at goal. Will Setterfield, next off, we've obviously traded him to Essendon for a bag of Valencia oranges, <laughs> which I think's not a bad get. Yeah. Uh, look, I like to make sure we hadn't traded Crips, given the furor, the, <laughs> out, the outpouring of, of angst when the Setters deal went through. It was good against Collingwood in the last in the last round. It's his fifty yeah. sixth game for the the footy club, yeah. and he was okay. He was okay. Look, I wish him well. I hope he makes a fist of his fresh start there, but I'm not overly concerned about what we've lost. No, no, he was behind Crips Candy. Yeah, Crips Candy Hewitt Walsh Chera. Um, out of contract. Like you're not, you're not. You're not putting cash in front of Will Setterfield. Well, I think, you know, it was... Well, I don't think we had a spot for him. I think that was the problem. And, and in the end, in the end, it pretty much... We were left with it's Dow or Setterfield and Dow is contracted. I think if we could have traded Dow, mm. 
well, we would have, and we may have been able to recontract Setterfield, and th- and that's the change. If you could have, but I you would have. <laughs> but then you would still say the chances of Setterfield playing. Regular say, excuse me, boys. Football. Yes, I've got an appointment with an angel, or I've got a date with an angel. Uh, I've got a date with some angels. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's. Don't move to your numb. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to work in a fucking haberdashery? <laughs> That's one of the best. Like, what do you think this is? A fucking haberdashery business? I think my thing with Setterfield and not getting too carried away is last year we were sort of bleeding a bit about Samo. Oh, what we're going to lose. Oh, he's yeah. going to do this, going to do that. I feel so sorry for him. I feel so sorry I still don't mind Samo for all his shortcomings. I, I liked him. But at the same time, I think with Setterfield, we've seen what he's got to offer. Yeah. And You're not going to get any more out of him. Look, he played 13 games this year in a couple of different roles across midfield. I don't think he did anything to yeah. suggest he was worth assisting with. Can't be coaching. He's gone through what, three, four different mm. coaches. Yeah. So he's had it. He's had chances. I, I, I would yeah. have just loved if we'd gotten a little bit more for him, but I think it was the right number for a guy out of contract. Yeah. We all know how the game is played. Shouldn't get anything for a guy out of contract. Like no, you asked and we, when we gave pick 68 as well, maybe maybe we could have been able to get you know a, a third rounder instead of a fourth, but semantics by that point. We'd given away a future third to get Blake Akers. If you could have got the future third in to directly replace it, you could almost say we traded Akers for Setterfield. And even if you'd done that, you're going, yeah, that's fine. So I made the note here that his game against Melbourne was maybe his best game for the club. People talk about the Collingwood it game. Was, it was. Um, and then the following week, he, as I said, Collingwood was okay. But the fact that games 56 and 57 are senior football are sort of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And look. And, and we'd, we ultimately, we had tried to make him into something else because we didn't have the ability to be able to fulfil his primary function as a footballer. Yeah, he's not ahead of Kennedy, Hewitt, no. Walsh, Cripps. So he goes to a Chera. place where he gets to play football the way he wants to play it, and Will worked hard for us. So and look, my thing, not play well, to, not don't beat to, us when you play there, yeah, have a good look, career, oh, thanks for your effort. Just for anyone who was really hard up about him, I just found myself sitting there assessing and thinking, what are his AFL calibre weapons? He's not a great kick. He's an okay kick. He's not a great kick. He's not overly big. He certainly—I don't think he's big enough to play inside mid. Don't think he's strong enough. He's slow. Yep. Um, and I don't think he's terribly reliable in contests, in terms of when he was in one-on-ones or whatever, like on the wing in those. I just, and whenever we, he went forward, he wasn't always reliable in front of goal. No, he wasn't reliable even to take the mark, and yep, yep. so. And you couldn't. He didn't have the def- as you say. He didn't have the defensive element that you could have played him back. No. Nah. Like, you're not playing him on Jake Melksham or something like that and saying, do a job. So he was he was the th- he was probably the th- the 30th best player on our list-ish, maybe 32nd. He plays when we have an injury glut and all that sort of stuff, but he's not top 22. Yeah, that might be a little bit harder on him, but ultimately you go, we can't afford you. We've got to top up with some oh, more I thought we can't afford him. It's just like we've seen what you've got well, to numbers, offer. Numbers-wise, not dollars-wise. Let's have a look at someone yeah. else. Jack Silvani. Great season. If yep. Voss learned one lesson this season, it needed to be how important this guy is. Yep. Um, you know, he has 15 touches and kicks a goal against GWS and gets dropped the next week. And yep. it's just – that just made no sense at all. Obviously, it was the sub. I think I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. 
people would say this is nonsense, this isn't what happened, but the furor after that dropping wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the safety net was oh, I'm making the sub. Because yeah, yeah. a, a lot of people just just didn't get it, couldn't get it, what's going on. Um and when he comes on, Fab, you mentioned he came on against Adelaide and actually sparked us up on a really awful night. Yep. And actually threatened to almost single-handedly along with Cripps get us moving. Yep. Otherwise, played 21 games for the year. Um, remains a, an underappreciated cog in our machine. I just think that for a guy that basically sacrificed two-thirds of his year yep. to get battered and smashed and still provide us with something, yep. you know. Can't fault him. No, I think he had a pretty good year. Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, utility-type, Timbo, effort and application, never doubted. Um, and but I think he's a good kick and decision-maker. Plays game 100 in round one. That's great. Should he be selected? The frustrating part is he played a handful of games in the number two, so he doesn't get the the, uh, the name on the locker yet. Just yet, yeah. He'd need, need to play. He might have played eight, eight or something yeah. games, so he'll need to get to 109, 108 games to... Have his name on the locker. Name join Surge and Steve, which would be obviously fantastic. Um, obviously, Walker's in there. Walker's there. Sandwiched in between. Kenny Hans? Don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, no, you got no further thoughts on Jack Silvani? No, I can't. I can't give the kid any more love. No, you can't. Yeah, I, I just said structure to confirm role, but likely third tall. Ruck roll to be confirmed, and that was just going to be a matter of if there's other players that we can send through there. Mm. Lewis Young can ruck. I actually made the comment before, in the things that I wrote, I wonder whether Sam Durden can ruck. Um, I don't think he's big enough that he could, but I don't think he'd be your answer. No. Um, you know, Murkov, Kiwi, all these sorts of things, no. So he, he, he will most likely spend some time... <coughs> Because, I mean, I, I feel like we will go into next season with De Conning as our first ruck. Um, not because I think that he is, but I think that's what we will do. Um, and as a result, Jack will back up ruck. He's an interesting one. I, th- I said here, if he's a medium forward type, competition is coming for his spot, hopefully by virtue of fit players returning to contest those spots. Um, and we sort of hope that we don't need to pick him as a second ruck, ultimately. But... Look, I think he just needs to be fit and sharp and, and take his chances when he gets them in front of goals. I think he's a better kick than he is a kick for goal. I agree with that. If, if that I, I, I think his goal kicking has improved. Like, I, I still say, I, I watched um, I watched him play for Vic Metro when he was a late call-up and he kicked seven against WA. And you thought, what have you done? You've let everybody know what you are, we would have gotten you a lot cheaper anyway. We got him with pick 50-something, so it didn't matter. Only because Dodoro was a prick. Yeah, exactly right. But at that stage, he looked like he was a beautiful kick. Mm. And he's gotten to, and I reckon when you watch him in AFL, when he misses, he doesn't miss by much. But obviously the... Fuck, the, if, that, if that snap had a floated through against Collingwood. Oh, wowee. Well, we, yeah. It's a different example. I mean, we're talking about set shots generally, but... oh, Off the boot, it looked like it was just going straight through. But, yeah, I think that sometimes his field kicking and general kicking in play is, is better than his set shot goal kicking. Well, he's very football smart. Yeah. He, so loves, it. he loves an inside kick too, doesn't he? He does. He'll, he'll take it if it's there. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, I think for, for someone like Jack, I hope that he's – I'm not comparing him to Andrew Walker, like, athletically, but in the, in the sense that Walker came in that 2011 season, kicks 50 goals. I'm not saying that Jack Silvani kicked 50 goals. But there is room there for him to be a real weapon for us. 
in a role like that, if he takes those chances and becomes that sort of genuine third marking forward. And I think if we have time with the ball running through the midfield, because teams are going to be so um, drawn to Harry and Charlie, mm. Jack Martin, David Cunningham, Jack Silvani, there should be space in the forward line for them if somebody lowers their eyes, even a Matt, Matt Owies, lower your eyes to find that other option should be to our benefit. I agree. Uh, next is, I've muted you, Fab, so honk away in comfort. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Liam Stocker. Cinder's most sidelined him earlier on. He obviously got that in pre-season and he didn't feature at senior level until round seven. He did an AC joint uh, thereafter and, and just managed the six games for the year. Um, potentially a controversial or surprise delisting for some, but I mentioned with Will Setterfield, what does he do well? People keep telling me he's a good kick. Uh, I don't know. I'm not convinced. People keep telling me that he was tough and he was hard. He was hard. Come on. Yeah. But that's not enough. Yeah, maybe. It's not enough when you're getting – he averaged 11 possessions this year and in 2021 in it was 14. Pocket, They're playing him in a back pocket. How many touches yeah, but this, is, this is the issue. The ball and all that sort this of stuff. This is the issue. Yeah. So he, I think he's a bit undersized. I think he's slow. I think he lacks the tank to play a AFL level and midfield minutes that we needed to and that we would have He hoped. should have been playing – Midfield twos for the entire season. Obviously he can't. But the, for some reason they wouldn't. Obviously, so obviously was, he couldn't. So yeah, they've either botched his development and not deployed him the way that he should have, or he, he even at that level, his endurance was so poor that he couldn't run out of game playing, playing in the guts. So, you know, and then we obviously want to get him in the team, so he comes in the team more recently as a small defender, but, but he's not getting the game ahead of Doherty, William Sard, Newman, Boyd, you know, the list goes on. So, I think, you know, he plays 28 games in three years. I just think that the shortcomings, if we allow ourselves to see them, I think the shortcomings are there. Uh, and, and, I think and, and I think he was a good kid. And he, he looked after his teammates. He did the team thing first. We watch for little things at times. And, and I think we really – everyone took to him. You know, when a new player comes in and says, show me what you're about, and you've, everyone, we've all looked at him and gone – I really like this guy. And and, but, but this and when you really thing. like him, you, you want them to achieve. But I was like, what's this, what's this based on? I was always like, we always want everyone who comes in to star. Yeah. We always want everyone who comes in to be great. And I remember just thinking with Stocker a bit, the more just I Just captured imagination somehow. Somehow. Good looking kid, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he like looked the part and I was rather than ever really playing the part. Yeah. And I was sort of thinking. The trade didn't help. No, the trade didn't help. But at the same time. You know, maybe we could have given him one more year. Maybe we could have recontracted him for one more year. But in retrospect, all things considered, I'm, I'm not that fast. When you know, you know. Like they're they're not they're not going to cut a bloke on a whim. They're, they'll have assessed this guy. They they have monthly meetings at at you know, or probably even more more regularly on list management. They'll they'll know where they stood. They'll know what they're getting. There was talk about he didn't see eye to eye with some of the staff, whether that's coaches, other players, whatever else they happen to be. Look, and here's the thing, Tim. I mean, I. I don't know how controversial I want to get here. I certainly don't say any of this dismissively. We're just having a chat in an open forum here. Um, it's not so much a statement as it is a question. But, you know, I'm not dismissing any of the challenges that Stocker has had and has been open about and very brave discussing publicly. Yep. All that stuff is a factor. Anxiety, 
feelings of isolation from his teammates, the level of contact, you know, that he requires from staff versus that that his teammates require. Is he a little bit more high maintenance in in that sense? Not in a overbearing, not in a in a way that makes him a burden, but all that stuff sort of adds up. Well, it might have counted. It might have been entirely irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they they, they, they may of... very well look at a player on their list and say, "Whatever we need to do to be able to support this person physically, mentally, financially, or otherwise." And this is the to be able to have them be the best that they can be. Jordan you do Degoe. regardless. Jordan to go totally. When you're the, when you're in the top three to five on your list, you're going to get more grace than if you're in the top twenty to thirty. Yep. Or if you're on that lip of senior selection, or if you we don't know. Yeah. And some, look at Jaden Stevenson. Look at Jaden Stevenson. You fall out of favour and you keep falling, you keep falling. And Collingwood thought, oh, I don't know. We can different kettle of fish. Like I know Collingwood needed to cut people salary cap relief, and they saw Stevenson as harder to deal with. Yep. And they sold North a bad bill of goods. We shouldn't. Have, I'm not saying that Tom DeConning's that. We spoke about it in episode one, but they sold him high. Relatively to get get rid of him, the club will take him. They'll take the money, and we'll just be rid of him. And that's, I think, with a guy like Stocker, I think the attitude was a bit. Oh, Jesus, a bit. He does take up a bit more time and a bit more attention. And but then, as you say, we didn't sell him. Though, ultimately, either, so. but, but ultimately, yeah. what we're getting out of this guy is it worth all the extra yards? Is it worth all the extra stuff? Oh, and that's it. We're just spitballing. We don't know with any certainty. Um, but I do think that sometimes there's stuff like that that does count against a guy. Look, stri- How easy are you to work with? But all of that aside, we're still taking four players at the draft. So you had to cut somebody to be able to provide the space on your list to be able to bring what you're required to be able to bring in. And you, and he was one of the guys that was out of contract. So, think- you know, as you sort of say, you know, and, and, and again... You know, I have links to his family and all that sort of stuff. Is there anyone on our list who you fucking don't no, no, have no. links to? But, no, I was going to say Lockie Fogarty. If, if if you had a direct option of Fogarty or Stocker, you'd probably hang on to Stocker for one more year. But just given the way that well, you've exactly contracted right. players and all that sort of stuff, you've ultimately said the guys that we're going to have to shed are these guys. It's a bad time to be out of contract. Well, that's – and that it, it works out that just way. Just given the way that – the list is configured and yep. what we might need or not need or the like. But and, and realistically, if if there's any chance for him moving forward, could we bring him back on a rookie list? Maybe. It sounded like the split wasn't sort of, you know, entirely amicable. So he may not be there may not be enough harmony what to be able to bring that? him Stop back. Playing with the mic. Sorry. But um but potentially, you know, if there was an option that he came back and we thought it was worthwhile, all power yeah, to the make kid. The, make the call. I, I, I can't see that happening. I think they've just looked at it and gone, we like as a fan base particularly, we like what we thought he was rather than what he actually is. What he actually is, potentially. Yeah. Sam Walsh, <laughs> what we would have given for him in round 23. Might have been worth a point. Played 20 games, missed rounds 1 and 23. Uh, the first games he's actually missed in his entire career. Correct. Um, he was largely excellent. Um, he's yet to really have that dip we all thought might come after a stellar breakout year in season one. Um, and this is all after coming off an extraordinarily short Syndesmosis and coming back clearly underdone and still being really good and taking four, five, six weeks to actually get himself going. So that's a real credit to him and his professionalism and his ability to tough he's, it out. He's a freak. Just, you know, to, to do what he did off what he'd come off. When did he do it? He did it in February or something? Yeah, and I was like on the on pretty much almost the eve of the bloody of the season. So just outrageous. And first game back he had thirty four touches. So look, once he got that right. 
um, you know, he, he really, I think he comfortably got back to his best, yep. which was absolutely outstanding. Um, and a really good sign too. I had the note here that that, that was really the syndesmosis is really the first physical hardship he's had in his career. The first thing he's had to overcome and to do it so well yep. is really encouraging. Um, and he clearly worked at it. Yeah. To yeah, get there's back, been shots of him back training that early. quick. Yeah. He has done everything humanly possible. And yeah. he would have played with it strapped up like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. He could barely move. And still get 34 touches. He had the ninth most possessions in a season by a Carlton player ever. And that's on the back of a reduced, you know, reduced, you know, preseason or impacted preseason, and that's after having thirty possessions in a Brownlow medal. Mm. Uh, you know, what? Yeah, th- so he had the thirty votes. Yeah, he had the thirty votes in the Brownlow medal and didn't place. Yeah, and you go, Cripps wins it with twenty nine. Yeah, that's just the luck it's, of the it's draw. Fascinating, isn't it? So you just where he's at, what he's able to do. You know, we we. Um, I think we adjusted the way that he played because despite still having a really good season, um, I think his, his numbers dropped on um, contested possessions, tackles and clearances. So he was playing a little bit less inside physical. Um, um, I still think that's a that's something to explore. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, he can do both. I mean, that, mm. that that's the best thing is sometimes you have outside footballers, sometimes you have inside footballers. When you've got them both, and I think Adam Chera is both as well, um, See, I think Walsh's, I think we spoke about it with the Chera point of view earlier in episode one. I think that Walsh could be the best wingman in the game. Absolutely. And in an era now where wingmen are back in vogue, mm. this idea that he couldn't do it or he can't do it or he'd be selling a short. He'd be cluggage. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be dominant because mm. you can't put anyone on him. And he could still have spurts through the middle as well on the yep. ball, contested. But we'd be, we'd get an unbelievable value from him. I just think... He'd be really he'd be able to open up games for us. So, the note I've got here from what I'd like to see from him though, just some more goals. Yep. He kicked five goals this year. He kicked twelve goals last year. Yep. That double figures is yeah. probably what we need to be getting from him. Yep. Yeah, you know, between twelve and fifteen. Would a goal be a, every other game. Yeah, it would be a really good return for him. That's what I said. Would love to get a goal per game. Uh, ultimately, whatever issues we have in twenty twenty three and beyond, he isn't one of them. No, and con- contracted till 2026. So we've got him for another four years, along with all the other guys that we've got. Um, and I just, I just feel like if we prove that where, where you want to be from, I don't know if that was the chair or team, team's team, anus. team perspective. It was the chair. It's a bit squeaky, um, but he. Um, Again, if we can get to that stage where we've got guys, you don't have anywhere. Fucking, I've got to be up at five thirty in the morning. What are you giving us the wind up for? Come on, mate. You got nowhere to be. I get up half an hour after you. Yeah, but you don't do anything. I drive into work at six o'clock in the morning. No, I drive in at seven. Yeah, so I've already been at work for an hour at that time. And he usually rides past me at about eight thirty-five after. They come eleven o'clock. I'm still at work, and you're done. You've also been doing nothing. You've been sitting at your desk talking shit. You go down for a coffee at nine o'clock and have a chinwag for half an hour. You probably go up to Nathan's and have a chinwag at eleven thirty. You come down and watch some classic footy with Pete. It's funny because it's true. I reckon. I reckon if you distilled, if you you could have a forty-five minute day, if you just worked. Stop it, Sean. Um, Jacob Wiedering. Jacob Wiedering is next. Robbed of an All Australian status by the idiocy of selectors in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty one. This year it was injury. That denied him a certain selection. One of the most frustrating aspects of the year in footy discourse for me was the idiots 
who suggested he should be in the All-Australian 40. He was the first name on the sheet Correct. at round 11. Correct. He was arguably the only name in the team at round 11 at and, that point. And the whole the point of the All-Australian squad is to be able to recognise players that were really, really good yep. but ultimately don't make the final cut for that very reason – you were the premier. Everyone knew he was Keep defender in the competition, but you haven't done enough no, to make the team. No, but you every, get your everyone knew that he wasn't going to be in the twenty-two. That's right. So putting him in the forty was a recognition of a good season. He had a fantastic year. Yep. He had a fantastic year, and unfortunately, the injury robbed him of that continuity and certainty that he would go on and be in the team. So, yep. um, I think yeah. Look, he missed the first four weeks. Uh, sorry, he missed four weeks with his AC joint, collarbone, yeah, whatever AC it was. Yep. Um, and when he came back, the first three odd weeks, he looked noticeably <coughs> limited. Yep. He looked a bit proppy. He looked a bit sort of within himself, which was a bit. You know, I don't think he had the confidence. No, absolutely, he didn't. Absolutely, he didn't. Um, but well, by the end of the year, I think he'd well and truly returned. By the time he got to twenty, he yeah, definitely got rushed back. I, I just made the point that after the injury, he averaged eleven possessions a game. He was thirteen point seven prior. He took 5.6 marks per game after he was 6.8 prior. Rebounds from 50, he was 2.5. Afterwards, he was 5.1. And contested possessions, he had 4 when he was having 5.2 before. And his 1% as it dropped, he was at 5. After the injury, he was 9.8 prior. So that's a good example of a guy. I think initially when he comes back, he just and they're probably telling him to play in a more physically conservative yeah. manner. He's safer. And then, as you said, once that 3 or 4, Probably, probably two or three, two or three. Yep. He looked a little bit more. Okay. All right. That extra week or two of taking it a bit more conservatively um, was had allowed him to come good. So, look. I, think, I suppose the frustrating thing for us is he misses those four. He's not quite what he usually is for three. We miss the eight by zero point six of a percent. Yep. It's one of those many what ifs that ultimately brought us undone throughout the season. Uh, lots of talk about the 2015 draft and all the moving pieces in that first round, you know, with uh, Shaki moving, with Wiedemann moving, Francis moving. Uh, one or two had already moved from memory. There were six. No, there was only six key position players taken in the draft. But, I mean, just in that first round, there's quite a yeah. lot of movement in the seven years since. And we've got three. And we've got the three of them that haven't. So we've, we've spoken about sauce and we've spoken about that aerobic stuff and the mids and the like. The one thing he absolutely nailed was big fellas, the big boys. Yeah, which and you, he started his rebuild on the the tools as well, and that's it. And for me, Charlie and Harry are just phenomenal. We're so fortunate to have them, but we saw this year proof positive that Weeders is the crown and is the jewel in the crown. Well and truly, when he's out there, we are so much a better team, and when he's absolutely fit and ready to go, even more so. So and and there's no there's no uh, I reckon there's no surprise that Charlie and Harry have had breakout seasons when they have to play against Harry uh, Jacob Wearing in training yep and he shapes them, and if you if that's you, good for him as well. Yeah, if, well, this well, yeah, he's like, playing on the two. He is trading against the two yeah. best forwards in the comp, so it makes him a better defender. It makes them better forwards because they don't have to go up against something as hard every other week. Um, and it just works. And and the one point I was trying to make before with Walshy and his contract, Weedering's contracted till two thousand twenty five. So again, mm. another three years. If across this next three and four years. We prove that we're a really, really good team. We say win a premiership or seriously compete. Three, Pete. When these guys, <laughs> when these guys come out of contract, 
there is the possibility, despite bigger money elsewhere, we may be able to keep them at a slightly lesser contract for sustained success. I would be almost certain that when Weeders comes out of contract, he'll be captain, which again, it, it jarred. It has happened before. Yep. Brian Griffin. So it has happened before, but I'd be almost certain that there'd be, that makes it a bit harder. Yeah. And particularly when he's hiring, he's already. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I thought one of the, the enduring memories for me of not, not just that awful round 23, but the season itself, and it spoke to the maturity of, of Weeders now. One of the lasting memories of that day was the despair at the final siren and him helping everyone up. Yep. And there was this sort of moment of real steely resolve that I think he appreciated before everyone else. Yep. That, yeah, this sucks. This is bad. But it's not the end of the line. That's right. And 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 use it and say, right, that's done. Don't don't wallow on it. Fab's given us the wind up. Fuck. You don't have to be anywhere. I can't stress this enough. I will walk. Hurry up. If we spend more than thirty seconds on Tom fucking Williamson. We've only got three to go. I'll lose it. We're tearing through it. Um, my focus for him for next year is just be steeled by that personal collective disappointment of the season that was where it is a chip. You know, we all loved it and we all laughed. Remember the kid who um, had a crack at Jack Rewald in game one? Yeah. Have that swagger. Have yep. that strut. You're the best key back in the game. Play like you know it. Yep. 100%. Yep. Zach Williams. So since turning heads with that display on prelim final day in 2019, Williams has played 11, 14 and 9 games. <laughs> so durability, clearly a concern. Uh, position, obviously, an issue as well. Um, it can't be midfield given his durability, given nah, his fitness. Um, he doesn't have the tank. The, the lesser load on him, the better. And and this year, frustratingly, a little bit like Jack Martin, I suppose, he hobbled between being okay and ineffective until it looked like he'd snapped his Achilles. Yes. He missed 13 weeks, returned against Collingwood, and actually played one of his better games for I was going to say, club. that was his best game for the club. He only had 16 touches. But I thought he was really effective on the day in a helter-skelter, chaotic environment. And he yeah, just went... He really enjoyed it. He played Collingwood at their own game. We, we've spoken about this. We have, maybe he just plays well against Collingwood. Yeah, exactly <laughs> we've, right. we've, we've spoken about this before. Don't train. Don't train, Zach. No. If you can't do if your body can't do if you can't get through the week, don't train. And certainly don't train on, like, Thursday. No. And that's fine. Just yeah. know your body... You know, so the actual and, and I think we've made peace on the contract we gave him was probably a little bit high, but he's had a couple of seasons where he's had 500 possessions in the season. He's averaged nine and a half and eighteen. He's an elite halfback, exactly right. At his best. Just do that, play that role. Yep. Work hard. He's give, got us, that, give us what you've got. You know what he's got? He's got that too, which at his best, he's got that sort of kamikaze. We are not really sure what's going to happen here as he bounces out of halfback, yep. which you can't plan for. He doesn't really know what's going to go on. So how do they know? He'll just play it by ear. Um, interestingly, that Collingwood game was actually his lowest time on ground, percentage-wise, for the year. Impact. Bar the game against GWS where he snapped his Achilles in the first quarter. Yeah. And he's lowest in a completed game since 2019. Well, and how many possessions did he so get? So he only had the 16, but his impact, yeah. the, the eye a, test. A good he's, a bur- he's a burst footballer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So look. And, and I reckon he, he slowed down as the game went on, but early in the game he was very good. Understandably. Yeah. Um, look, it's probably a toss-up between he and Jack Martin for most frustrating player on the list. Um, 
That's muted you because you're coughing or something, aren't you? Um, but when fit and fall, when fit and, and, and up available, they are weapons. They are absolute weapons, and we are a better team if we can get them approaching something like availability. Best ability is availability. It is. So, Zach Williams, look, fingers crossed. We just need to get him out there a bit more. We need to manage his body much better. And, yeah. Tommy Williamson, unused sub in round one. His 44-game senior career was over when he stepped away from the club and seemingly the game on the 1st of July. Until he bobbed back up in the VFL for North Melbourne a couple of weeks later, uh, which was a bit of a surprise. But, look, ultimately, I think um, a case of just too many on the list going past him. Too, yeah, too his, many options in that body squad. Had let him down. Body um, had let him down. He'd, he'd just been overtaken by too many. And we all had huge hopes for him because that very first year, you know, he played. He was he was skinny and he looked a bit undersized. Not like not undersized. He was you know one ninety. He was sort of a tall midfield half running halfback flanker. Um, and he played by round three. And when we drafted him, and we drafted him at pick sixty one, yeah. and you thought he's he's. Um, He's not going to be the sort of guy that's going to impact straight away. He'll do two years and then we'll see what happens. Well, he was playing by round three and playing really good footy and you thought, we have absolutely steal. Near, yeah, steal, stolen another one. And um, and then, yeah, and then everything seemed to let him down. So you got the Crohn's. Crohn's got and then the, the back. back injury. And, yeah, he just – he got no luck. And He's obviously probably got the block nose like Fab. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, it was it was unfortunate because he'd shown enough that you thought you could genuinely get excited about him. So what, have I, up, what have I got in the draw? Vitamin C. You've got uh, Cristiano's newest fragrance, petulance. <laughs> you've got no, a Panadol yeah, wrapping. Yeah, 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 maybe them. You got a Panadol Optizol. Does that just does that go in the butthole? No, it's not a suppository. Is there any? Uh, that's one of my favourite. Um, Sudafed. That's one of my favourite. Um, my uh, no, there's Codrel. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll do. My I don't know who it was, family cousin maybe. Um, was at the hospital once and a bit of pain, and uh, this nurse came over and um, I think she said she was Spanish or something or Latin, and uh, she she uttered the famous line which we all still laugh about to this day: "Was would you like a Panadin for it up your back passage?" <laughs> 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 so we we still say to this day, if someone's in a bit of discomfort, would you like a panadine for up your back passage? <laughs> no, as it, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take the tablets. They offered, <laughs> if you've got them, they offered that to me uh, uh, when I had the kidney stones, and I'm sitting there, and I was I was there was some delaying tactics. It's fair to say, oh, man, I'm feeling all right, feeling pretty good, I think. Yeah. Or we could put him up there. Go, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I feel like I'm, to. I feel like I'm all right. So just on Tommy, I think he was another guy who I would have liked to have seen trial at VFL on the ball, on the wing. Just yeah. have a different look at him. I think he'd actually be quite a good player on the ball at VFL. He's got level. dare. He's got dare. He's actually he's deceptively kind of big and wiry, and I just thought he wasn't going to make it off half back with us. The longer the list evolved. That's right. Um, so just try and do something else with well, him. And when we didn't have wing options that we were able to rely on, um, why not? Fab's getting really excited because he's a big Virat Collie man and Virat's just hit a six. They need seven to win from two balls. Um, so four, look, Four days ago. Four, four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you haven't uh, seen the score, look away now because uh, you'll probably get some live commentary. Oh, it's a no ball. 
That's a six. Oh no. What's happened here? I'm not sure what's going on. This is like Chris. This is like Chris Kamara. This is like Chris Kamara. I'm not sure, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so look, I'm not too sure what comes next he's, for Tommy. Uh, he's not know, doing well. No, he's ill. Hmm. Mm, it's not good. Not good for old uh, Cammy. One of the great moments of all time. Papa Booba D up the man mountain. <laughs> One of the, just watch classic Chris Kamara. Classic Cammy on YouTube. <laughs> I love when they, they cross to it, but he's not looking. He's just watching the game. They're fighting like beavers. <laughs> Jeff Stelling's got the... Six <laughs> no ball. So three balls, seven runs. But what's it for? Is that a full, full toss? toss yeah. and it's above his waist. Yeah. Small man, though. Yeah, but he's bowling to him. It's a good hit. Anyway, <laughs> with, with <laughs> so with Tommy, not sure what comes next for him. Always like the cut of his jib, yeah, and wish yeah. him well. Absolutely, we've reached lucky last, the best looking run on the list. Lewis Young, bargain basement ish pickup, or so we hope. Played nineteen games, having missed the first two. Uh, Nick Austin obviously liked him from their time at the Dogs and saw an opportunity to make better use of him um, than as a pinch-hitting ruckman, which certainly makes sense. Um, I think we got more good from him than bad, certainly. Knows um, his limits. Won't, o- won't most overextend. of the time. Yeah, won't overextend most himself. Most of the time. That's the note I've got here. When um, everything fell, fell down around him, he stood up. And then when everything started to come back, it's got he, he kind of relaxed. Yeah. Like, I think it was interesting that um, – I can sort of see why the dogs might have had some reservations about him to let him leave. But for us, I mean, he was asked to step up in first. Jones goes. What's this? Free was, hit. It was a wide. I'm just trying. It's like fucking hurting sheep here. It's so that can, you could just have a crack at it now. No, there's just three balls left. There was a wide. It's a, it's a sundry. No, it's a free hit after it. I don't know if that's the. Oh, it is, is it? That, that just means he Bowling. can't go out. So that's not out. And that's it goes it. off the stumps and he's yeah. going to get three runs. There's no justice there. It's going to roll away for several runs. <laughs> It's a draw. And, and India are going to win. What a disaster. You two idiots, we always need to turn this off. We're right yeah. there. We're almost at the end, Fab. You've been giving <laughs> us right, the wind so up. My, my point, um, Lewis Young had 217 one percenters, which was which, and granted it's a relatively new stat, but was the highest single total single season total at Carlton ever. He was the third highest in the entire season and he only played 20 games, as you said. The only two players that were ahead of him were Harris Andrew and Tom McCartan. And noting behind him were Darcy Moore, Sam Taylor, Sam Collins, James Sicily, Tom Barras, Brennan Cox. Sorry, Tim, are you Callum telling us, are you going to list every player no, who just, was behind him? Because no, it's, it's every player that wasn't in front of him. Stephen there's, yeah, Stephen there's 800 May. players in the AFL. No, no, if he was fourth. I'm taking, just, I'm making the point, like the quality of the players that were immediately behind him are such that um, it shows... This, you know, the company that he is held within. Um, and again, for a guy who came in without a guarantee of a position, I just thought he was stunning. Um, and what, physically or just in terms of his form? No, just form. <laughs> he was good look, good looking unit though, oh, wasn't he's he? A, he's, he's, he's a very, very, very good looking... I sort of mentioned before, I think we asked him initially to step in for Jones yep. and then it was McDonald. And then in the end, it was Weedering. Weedering, yeah. So, you know, in each time, you know, he did it really well. And he played 100% of game time yeah. in 15 of his 19 games. And I think it was a bit of the making of him when Weeders went down and he had to really step up from understudy to, to main man. And then weirdly, sort of when Weedering came back for a little bit, they were kind of stepping on each other's toes a touch. They actually were. It was sort of yeah. interesting that they, you would have thought that they'd both help each other 
but it was it was sort of not quite the same. Um, but look, and given- he's, he's out of contract at the end of this coming season as well. Mm. So again, he's the guy that you'll want to be able to extend. Probably not overpaid. Yeah, keep. look, I think he'll I think he'll probably be happy to stay because we've yeah. given him an opportunity, and I think he's obviously got a good relationship with Austin. And I'll yeah. make I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. Because Fab is going to make him an offer. He has refused. He's moving. <laughs> <laughs> he's going back to the Bulldogs. Um, so look, I think given what we gave up to get him, what we're paying him, he's been an absolute win. You know, there's a few guys I know who spent time playing with him um, at the Dogs. Yep. And love the guy. And, and one of the anecdotal stories was really funny. They said, oh, look, he, um, he'll go through – they played a lot of VFL footy with him and they said he'll go through moments where he's just phenomenal, impassable. Oh, my God, wow. Yeah. They said – and then he'll do something that's just nuts. Like you just go, what's happening? What, what's just happened? I wasn't paying attention. We had the ball. What, what's going on? Yeah. So Fab mentioned earlier, know your limitations, know what you're good at, know what you can do, can't do, need to do. Um, and he certainly did that more often than not with us, which was yep. great. Well and truly. So for him, it's confidence and continuity uh, working alongside Weeders. Um, they need to become the kind of tandem in defence that Harry and Charlie uh, are in, four, in the yep. forward line. Correct. Um, just and, and, I, and I think having McGovern and March Bankers support there yeah. as well takes the pressure off. Absolutely. Um, and the more we do to be able to simplify, and if we're winning the footy and we're we're controlling the ball, the ball's not going in there. And it needs to be a good as often. It's not going in as quick. But guys like too, what what you sort of develop, you get um, you know good relationships with Saad and Williams and Doherty and these guys because you're going to be giving off a lot of handballs. Well, and taking totally. intercept marks, come yep. by, get the handball, off you go. So, yeah, wax well, communicate. Know your teammates, develop a good rapport. Um, I'm really happy that in the end, he was one of those guys I didn't know a whole lot about when he came across. And then obviously come the end of the season, you sort of hope he's going to be a, a long-term fixture for us. So oh, truly. that's a big win. And still young. How old is he? 23, 4? 20, 23. Turning 24, December 20. There you go. There you go, 24 in December, yeah. Shalom. Um, Shady Acres. Shady Acres. Yeah, what's that? No, we're not reviewing blokes. We won't even on the yeah, bloody list. Timo, piss the, off. I'm going to This is the blue pages of the, <laughs> the 2022 list. We spoke about Blake Acres off the top in episode one. Well, we kind of did, yes. We made it. We've done it. It's a fucking bumper record. Jesus Christ. Um, Two runs off one ball. Oh, mate, all he needed was a single to guarantee they didn't lose. It'll he's, be gone, a draw. he's gone for a slog. It'll be a draw. No, I reckon he'll hit it. I reckon he'll pierce the field. This is They'll uh, run back for a second, he'll get run out and it'll be a draw. I reckon it'll be I reckon you'll get it. That's a wide. You idiot. <laughs> 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 oh uh, damn you. I don't know why we're doing this on the yeah, pod. That smarted himself with that one. Okay. Um Nawaz. Nawaz. Nawaz, whatever. Are you Pakistani? No. No, you aren't. So what, hap- what happens if it's a draw? Super over. Do they in a preliminary game or do they yeah. just take a half a point each? Nah, fucking super over. Let's go. Would half a point be better for them or it's worse? better than a loss. It's better than no point. <laughs> Fuck you both, honestly. <laughs> it was a dumb, it was a very dumb statement. Well, the fields all come in here. How many have to be outside that circle? Two, I think. Maybe three. I think at this stage you can probably do whatever you want because, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> so field, field them wherever they want. Isn't that coming into baseball next year? They're bringing in like some kind of fielding restrictions. Um, there's a uh, pitch clock, which is no. I think they're actually build, bringing in something about the field as well. 
Oh, has he hit it straight to the hit? No, he's got it. No, they won. Yeah, India win. You dumbasses. Anyway, boys. It was an easy. We, we 160 got, was an easy chase, but they got themselves into a heap of shit. Well, credit where it's due. Well, yes, I mean, uh, easy chase. Your man was uh, the difference. I mean, you say it's an easy chase. They've won by one run off the last ball. Well, one, you know, off the last ball. No, having, one, having had about four fucking no balls in the last over. 160, they should have made it, but. I said it was skinny. They need 17 off five, and they made it. Well, technically it was 17 off 7. They're going to tear down the MCG. That's how happy they are. Because the dumbass who bowled was... Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Fuck. We've made it. Bring on the draft. We've done it. We've We've got through all the players on the list. We've gone through it all. For me, Sean Peter Bunch. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably us done for the year. I'm not sure when we'll... The third episode has been... I'm not sure when we'll reconvene. Um, March. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know when we'll get back to do it all again, but it'll be a pleasure, I'm sure, when we eventually do. Uh, So for everyone who's tuned in this year, we sort of did this like the last episode of the season proper, but like we say, I think this will probably be the last one for the year. We love yous all. (laughs) Post-draft? No. No. We've got fucking four picks, Tim. What are we going to talk about? The four picks? I don't know anything about them. Leave that to me. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know something about him. I do. Uh, <laughs> you do that for 22 rounds of the year. Yeah, exactly right. That's, come on. Come on now. Anyway, Tim Davis, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to work with this year. Stop stealing my line. I Always know. a pleasure, <laughs> Sean. Fapa Ganoush, I've tolerated you, if nothing else. <sighs> Sean, leave it a good night, please. The back of Nash. <laughs> That's always a good night. thank you for a lovely 2020 season. Hopeful... Hopefully 2023 brings all of us something special. For me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you. We're going out as we started with the same song we started. Ah. Show me heaven. Ah. (laughs) 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 Goodbye.